There I go. Hello there. My name is Reverend Dorothy Wellington. I'm an inspirational teacher. I'm an author. Just mean I write a few books. Well, this series I've been teaching about is called The Healing Train. And I'm so happy and excited to talk about it because I know God wants you well. I don't care how miserable or how painful or how much you've been suffering. The heart of God really wants you well. Well, the first, uh, well, I'll tell you this way. You know what a train looks like. So the train has an engine. And in the engine, that's the power that makes the train go. I don't care how many cars are there. You have individual cars, and that last car is called the caboose. Well, the power to make the train go is in the engine. And for us, the power is God, His Word, and the revelation that He's been giving to me. That's the power that's going to get you to healing. Well, the first car in the first uh, video that I did, the first car is belief. And I want you in that car. I want you to get in that belief car. Because in the belief car, you're going to be saying, all healing is possible. All healing is possible. That was car number one. So you want to uh, check my YouTube station and get that, uh, listen and view that video. Because all healing is possible. And that's the will of God. That's his heart. In the first video, we seen Jesus who went around healing all sickness and all diseases. Well, I have a card number two for you today. And this card is called forgiveness. But it's a little bit different. You may not have heard this before, but forgiveness is card number two that we need you to get a hold of. And your body needs your forgiveness for hurting it. Your body needs your forgiveness for hurting it. Whatever organ, whatever blood disease, whatever it is about you that's been labeled with sickness or disease, uh, your body needs your forgiveness for hurting it. Well, this won't be good to hear, but you have a big part in whatever sickness, disease, or diagnosis that you have. You have a very big part of that. And I can say, ouch, because I didn't like to say that. But it's the truth. It's the truth. You're the cause. You are the cause. I am the cause of what sickness and disease I've been through. We are the cause of what's, what's ailing us. Well, in the first video when I talked about belief, I also mentioned that authorities and medical professionals have said that 90, 90 to 95% of all sickness and disease is related to stress. Yeah. That word stress comes from stress. And only about 5% can be genetic. And I think we like to say it all comes from somewhere. But I'm talking today, we're going to be focused on us, me, I. Well, if 90 to 95% of all the sickness and diseases, the diagnosis that we have comes from stress, well, what is stress? Well, this is the way I, I see stress. Stress is your negative interpretation and reaction to problems. It's your negative interpretation and reaction to problems. Well, the dictionary says it this way. That stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Now, does that sound like on your job, you're stressed? In a relationship, you're stressed? In your home life, you're stressed? Okay, stress can also be called a strain 
pressure, nervous tension, worry, anxiety, trouble, and difficulty. Stress is like sometimes like living in a pressure cooker. Uh, that pressure cooker is so tight and it just gets more compacted and more intense, more intense. Do you feel like you're going to explode? Uh, that's stress. Stress makes you feel that way sometimes, being in that pressure cooker about to explode. So if you live in stress every day, uh, on your job, in your home, in relationship, whatever it is that's stressing you out, can you imagine now why you're sick? Why stress can make you sick and eventually can lead to premature death. But God wants you well, as I said before. He wants your body healed. And he's given me this second healing card on forgiveness. But it's you asking your body parts for forgiveness. Now, 1 John 4.16 says, I love it. God is love. And wherever you see love, you're going to find, always find forgiveness. But Jesus led the way for forgiveness that I'm talking about. But before his crucifixion, before his crucifixion, he uh, went uh, to the Mount of Olives to pray. And he said, during this time of prayer, these are some of the words in, in scripture that I found. He was in so much anguish, sorrow, trouble, overwhelmed with sorrow, that it's written that his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus was stressed to the max. He had been beaten and even nailed to a cross. Pilate had given Jesus over to the will of the people. Now, those people, they really did believe they could kill Jesus. And they believed they could kill the God that he served. You can't kill God. But they didn't know it. Get rid of him, kill him, beat him to death. But they didn't. They didn't kill Jesus. But it said that after Jesus took a drink of the wine vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he gave up his spirit. All that bloody stuff you see, all the whips and the, the skin being torn off his body, all that, that didn't kill Jesus. You can't kill Jesus. He had the will to give up his spirit, which was his life. And But before he did that, before he passed over to death, he said these words. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So in their ignorance, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. In our own ignorance, we have hurt these bodies of ours. And you need to ask forgiveness for hurting what you did not understand. So I said, Jesus looked at all of the soldiers and the people. They were ridiculing and mocking him. And he still said, Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. And a lot of what's wrong with us, it was times in our lives, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know that years later we were going to be labeled with certain sickness and diseases. Because of God's great love for us, his grace and mercy is always with us for healing and to get us to healing. Well, my mother died in January of 1970. And I didn't know what to do with the grief. I didn't know what to do with the sorrow. I didn't know what to do with it but bury it. So if it was buried, I didn't think it was real or had to really deal with it to many, many, many years later. But I, I didn't know how to get from grief to healing or to celebrate, as my workshop said, how to celebrate life after loss. Well, I was 20 and I started having all kinds of problems. I, was, I, was, uh, I couldn't sleep. 
I was depressed and fearful. I had no appetite. I was hot all the time. I couldn't stand a coat or a sweater on my body. And I was so tired, exhausted, and weak all the time. So the doctor was just giving me one medication after another. And one day, I, I, in fact, I was with my brothers and sisters, and they said, hey, there's a lump in your throat. What is that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I've been going to the doctor. He hasn't said anything about it. So when I went to the doctor, uh, my primary doctor, he referred me to an endocrinologist, a, a gland specialist. And he said, that's your thyroid, and you got an overactive thyroid gland. And it's so bad, we're going to have to do surgery. And so then he asked me, he said, you're so young. He said, what's been going on in your life? So I told him about losing my mother and how I was still yet so hurt behind her death. And this is what he said. He said, young lady, you have grieved yourself sick. And this was way back in you know, the early 70s, so I don't know what they're saying now. But the specialist back then said, you have grieved yourself sick. And the first thing we want to do is get it under control, your thyroid level under control, and then we're going to have surgery. And I did. But if it, was, it was, if it happened now, back then, I could have added, thyroid, please forgive me for hurting you. Please forgive me for causing this to come upon you. But so much I did not understand. You see, still, I was at fault. But I still have, would have to say, forgiveness always gets us to healing. So I would have to tell my body part, I would have to tell my thyroid, forgive me for hurting you. And then I could have moved on. But thank God for grace and mercy. God deals with us in our ignorance to get us to, to be wiser. Well, in 1974, I was a single mother with two children. Uh, my daughter was about four, and the baby wasn't quite a year old. And I just come out of a, a difficult divorce. My husband had spent a tour in Vietnam, and what we would call now PTSD, and he came uh, out of that with uh, drug addictions. And so he was not well mentally or in his physical body. And so I was dealing with that, and I started having severe pains in my stomach. And so I went to the doctor, and so he told me, he said, you have developed an ulcer. See, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't wake up without an ulcer and the next day with an It developed. He said, you have developed an ulcer. See, remember I told you about all that stress? That's what happened. So I don't even know if I even heard the word stress back then. Uh, not stress, but I'd heard stress, but by an ulcer. I said, ulcer? I said, how did I get that? And he said, because you're a worry ward. And I said, I'm not a worry ward. I'm single with two kids, working two jobs. And it was I do remember it was in October. Because I said, I got to try to figure out how to get these kids some toys for Christmas. That's figuring out stuff. That That's not worry. He said, yes, it is. And you've made yourself, again, you have made yourself sick. He gave me medication. And back then, I could have said, stomach, forgive me for hurting you. Forgive me, stomach, for making you sick, for making you sick. I didn't understand how to use the power of God to solve my problems. I didn't understand. See, I'm still talking to my stomach. I didn't understand how to use God's laws and principles. So stomach, 
even though all that I was facing, that I would not have been so stressed that I'd cause an ulcer to develop in you. Oh, stomach, please forgive me for hurting you. Well, at age nine, my little granddaughter, Lexi, she ended up in the emergency in the hospital, and she was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic. And she's been the most courageous little girl that I know my little Lexi has. She was getting poking her finger with needles, you know, all throughout the day. She learned how to give her own self-insulin shots. And so one day, it's about a year later, I had her. She was visiting me, and I thought, I said, let me show her her pancreas and show her what it looks like because it affects her insulin and her blood sugar. And so I went to the computer on my desktop, and I said, Lexi, look, this is what your pancreas is. This is what's affecting your blood sugar. And she looked at that picture, and she said, Grandma, I hate my pancreas. I hate my pancreas. And so I told her, I said, no, no, don't hate your pancreas, Lexi. Your, le your pancreas is a part of you. And so I, I didn't know too much more how to explain to her, so I told her this. I said, your pancreas is just sleep. Don't hate it. It just needs to wake up. And when it wakes up, it's gonna make you, it can make you well. Well, you cannot receive healing. You cannot love your body with unforgiveness. And we're in an era of time when everybody's talking about love yourself, love your body, love who you are. And that's all true. But if there's unforgiveness there, your body can't love itself. You can't receive healing when you have so much un unforgiveness. You can't heal your body when you have resentment against one of the very organs in your body. You got resentment against your heart because you got chest pains. You got resentment against your stomach because they diagnose you with different illnesses and stuff about your stomach. Your kidney against your blood or even against your brain because you have migraines. Next thing you know, because you know when we're in pain, our face shows it. It shows pain. It doesn't show happiness. She could actually say, you know, all oh, this head of mine because I got migraines. Well, that's not loving your brain because the head, the migraines are making you kind of miserable and upset. So you have to be careful when you're going through different things with different parts and organs of your body. You're not hating those parts of you. Okay? So I can tell you this. Your cells and your organs, they know how you feel. Yeah, they know my stomach. It knows how I felt about it because I would grab my stomach. It's like, oh, 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 you know. So, yeah, they know. They know, and they respond to that. So if you're going to be angry with them, they just might turn around and be angry at you back. But in the midst of it, get back to loving that organ, that body part, and asking it to forgive you what you did wrong to it. Like for our overall body, often we don't feed our bodies well. We don't feed our bodies well. And you can say to your body, now if Jesus can talk to trees, <laughs> if he can talk to, to, to a bush, through a bush with Moses, he can talk to a, um, uh, was it an olive tree, that it, it wasn't bearing fruit when it was supposed to. Jesus can talk to things. He can talk to the ocean. To calm, you can talk to a storm. Surely you can talk to your body parts, okay? You can say, body, forgive me for not feeding you what you needed. 
Yeah, remember I said you're the primary cause, whatever's wrong with you? You're the primary cause. No, it don't sound good to hear. Now, I don't like to say it, but I got to speak the truth because God reveals to me. But you can you can say, forgive me, body, for not giving you the good nourishment that you needed. I ate too much of this, and I didn't eat enough of that. Then, once you talk to your organ, once you talk to that body part, then you can say, and ask God for healing and to teach you how to give your body the nutrition it needs. Also with our overall body, sometimes we've been in drugs and alcohol, we've abused our bodies. You can need to, you need to go to your body because in abuse, sickness and disease will follow down the road. You might be young, you might be old, but it'll get there. You can say, body, forgive me for putting street drugs or the overuse of prescription drugs in you, in this body. Forgive me for the drug abuse that I, that I did, for the alcohol, the street drugs, whatever it was, prescription or the overuse of the prescription drug, because eventually they brought sickness and disease into your body. You can say, I didn't understand years later but it would, that it would cause sickness and disease to you, my body. Forgive me, my body, for how I abuse you with drugs and street drugs and overuse of prescription drugs. Forgive me, body. I didn't understand all what I was doing. I didn't know that five years, ten years later, my body would be labeled with sickness and disease because of the abuse I did to you, my body. Body, forgive me. So first, number one, ask your body part, that organ that has been affected with sickness, disease, that has a, di uh, a diagnosis, ask, ask your body, that part, that organ, to forgive you, to forgive you. Because after forgiveness, you are then able to move on to loving that part, loving that organ. I had a heart attack in 1950. 52, I was 52, but in 2002, I had a heart attack. So now I know I was healed. God healed. Remember I told you, grace and mercy will follow you when things you don't understand, things that you have caused to your body. Okay. But now, oh my goodness, I love my heart. Oh, I love it. Even though it caused me pain, you know, with, with the heart attack, even though there was, there was very intense pain, but I can't hate my heart. I can't hate my chest, my lungs. I can't hate those things because I got some discomfort there. I love my heart. I love my body. I love my legs. And things that I have uh, done in the past that now result to different diagnoses and labels, don't, don't stop loving your body. You love your body. But first, you need to tell your organs to forgive you for what you did. Then you'll move into love. And then number two, you can pray and ask God for healing. Yeah. You can clear the pathway. Now you can ask God for his touch of his divine healing to touch you. And number three, because when you uh, pray and ask God to heal you, guess what God does? He hears you and immediately he answers you. So now keep your heart, your spirit open because to listen. Because he will lead you to whatever 
as necessary for you to change. Yep, you got to make some changes, whether it's getting out there and exercise or keeping up with your medical appointments or whatever it is. Listen, listen to what God tells you, because change will be involved in healing. And sometimes we want healing, but we don't want to change anything. God just drop it right there. No, there's sometimes some things we need to do. But listen in your heart, listen in your spirit, and then you follow whatever God is speaking to you. Sometimes he'll tell you to go here or there or to do this or that. But he wants, he'll get you to healing and most important, to stay healed. You don't want to be healed and then that, that um, disease or that ailment comes back. But listen to what God is telling you so you can stay healed well. I want you to see the healing train. And sign up, or if you're not um, subscribed to my YouTube uh, station um, on uh, YouTube there. And i got many other videos, and I believe in the power of God. I believe us walking and talking and being like God. This week on Facebook, I said to uh, be like God and act like Jesus. So for ministry updates, you can go to my website, which is simply www.dorothywellingtonministries.com. And just uh, for updates um, on things that I'm doing, it'll be on the website too. And I want to tell you this, you can help me continue teaching people, and this is what I, my little uh, slogan is, that teaching people to live empowered by God and His love. And you can become a part of that by uh, sending in a donation right there on my website. You just click on the donate button and you can help me continue uh teaching and revealing to people how to stay healed, how to stay well, and how to live their lives in peace, love, and joy, no matter their circumstances, but to live in peace, love, and joy every day. And I want to end with this to tell you to remember, I love you, and God loves you so, so much more. God bless you. We'll see you the next time. Bye-bye.